Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us once again to come together in your house tonight, Lord, and to feast upon your word, Lord, and to fellowship and to just have a great time. God, I pray, Lord, that you would use me now, Lord, as a mouthpiece, O oh God, and speak to the hearts of all that are here tonight, your children, Lord. I pray, God, that you would give us the spiritual ears that we need to hear your voice in this word tonight. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path that you lay it out before us and give us, Lord, the godly wisdom that we need to walk in that path. And we thank you and we praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to be going to the Word of God tonight. Amen. Before we do, I want everybody to get up. Head out that door right there. I'm going to stay in here and preach while y'all go out there and look for the drone. <laughs> you better not kill my cricket. Praise God. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Come on in the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is our God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you felt the Holy Ghost on that? Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. I believe David was on to something. Praise God. Amen. David understood. The title to the message tonight is this time for church. Praise God. In these last days... While everybody else is scratching their head or pulling their hair out, as it may be, amen, as everybody's just losing their mind over all these things, we can look back through history and through the Word of God and see how that many, many times there was up uh, upheaval and all kind of turmoil and things in the land that the people of God dealt with from time to time and tyranny on every side and suppression on every side and, of course, ridicule and all that that we face today and scoffers just like we're facing and, and uh, all the things that we're looking at. Amen. But they found a way to hold on to God and keep their joy. Amen. And many of them even went to their death, praise God, with a smile on their face in the midst of torture. Amen. Praise God. David was a king, had many duties, I'm certain, you know, I'm sure of it, had a lot of responsibility being a king, especially the king of God's people. Uh, but it's not just like being a pharaoh and sitting up there and just enjoying your wealth and riches and all that kind of stuff and royalty. But when you're, when you are a king over God's people, you're really not the king. You're the king over the people. But you ain't large and in charge when it comes to God. God is the one that gives the rules, and you're just the, you are the caretaker of the flock. 
Amen. And that's what David was. And so, listen, when it was time to go to the house of the Lord, <laughs> praise God, that was his break. Amen. That was his time to set down the, uh, to set down the scepter and all those things and, and take up his worship put on his dancing shoes, praise God, so to speak. Amen. He could let down, amen, his guard. And he could, man, he, and, and, and you know what? Let me tell you something. One thing I've always done, and I've, I've, I've always done it, and, and some people I've seen look at me like I was crazy. And I don't ever see any other preachers do it. And I'm just me, folks. I don't try to keep fancy and all that kind of stuff, and keep everybody at arm's length and all. I don't do that. I'm just, I'm just me. I don't try to be the hierarchy and all that kind of stuff, and and have y'all as the lower forms of life. And I'm a, I'm the big cat daddy in the golden, in the golden chair on the stage, and a great big stat chair for me, and a great big chair for my wife next to me, like we're the king and queen of the palace and all that nonsense. I've seen a lot of churches like that. Even if somebody wanted to buy me a chair like that, I wouldn't have that. You know me well enough to know I wouldn't allow that. There ain't but one king. His name is Jesus. And what throne will you make God? Come on, what throne will you make Him? If His streets are paved with gold, yeah, what throne are you going to make the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, you know? Praise God, just the fact that He knows my name and that I'm called by His is great enough for me. Praise God. And you know what? I'm not here to be exalted. I'm not here to be lifted up. I'm here to work for Jesus. I'm here to touch His people. Praise God. I'm here to feed His people with the Word of God. I'm here to uh, uh, educate you on what that Word says and means. We're here to get smart. We're here to get wise. We're here to get ready. We're here to make ready, praise God, to meet the King when He comes for us. Praise the Lord. David was glad. Praise God. Give me that scripture, brother. He said, I was glad when they said unto me. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. He said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise God. He didn't have to be large and in charge there. He could go and just serve God. Let his guard down. Praise God, close the door, close the gates. Wasn't nobody running out the gate, wasn't nobody running out the door. Amen. When it was time to worship the Lord, it was all about worshiping the Lord. Whether you were eight to eighty, blind, crippled, or crazy, whether you had you whether you had a whether you was royalty, whether you was the king of, of the king's house, or no matter what you was, amen, when you come into the presence of a holy, righteous, mighty God and king, amen. Every one of us are the same. He is no respecter of persons. You are worshiping the king and everybody else is under that. Praise God. So it don't matter what you're called on this earth. Praise God. When God's looking at you, man, you just lost your, you have just lost your hierarchy. It's gone. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand. Within thy gates, O Jerusalem. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean that we're going to be we're going to be walking around or standing inside the gates of the of the church because that's what the, that's what it's talking about. The church doesn't mean that. What it means, there. Somebody help me out. Somebody help me out. 
Our feet shall stand. Stand firm. Amen. Well, didn't the Bible say, you know, that we're able to stand before Him? Amen. Praise God. We're not going to fall. Our feet will stand within thy gates. Amen. We're not going to be taken within our gates, within your gates, God. Lord, within thy gates, praise God, the people of God will stand. We will prevail, praise God. We will stand strong. We will stand, amen, unmovable, unshakable within thy gates, praise God. Jerusalem is builded. Now it's talking about Jerusalem, which is what? What? God's people, that's right. God's people. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. What does that mean? Boy, he's going to really be helping me out tonight, I can tell right quick. Y'all going to have to speak up because it sounds like we fixed this scene kumbaya and he's grabbing some marshmallows and getting ready to make some s'mores. He thinks we're going on a camping trip since the temperature dropped. What? Yeah, okay, Sister Tara. That's right. That's right. We are builded as a city that is compact together. We are built together in one body. Isn't that right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Praise God. Fitly joined together. That's right. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, under the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord... For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. What does it mean? What is the, what's it talking about, thrones of judgment? Thrones of the house of David. Remember what we just talked about recently? Remember that we would judge, but not according to our judgment, but according to God's judgment? You will judge them with my judgment? Remember? You don't have to be a preacher or a teacher, but David established, amen, the thrones of judgment, praise God. The throne of judgment we have now is the Word of God. Amen. And that's what everything is judged by. And that's what everything, that's what David judged by was the Word of God. He didn't judge by his judgment. He judged by God's judgment. That's why God loved him so much. David used God's judgment. He used the Word of God. He used the will of God. Amen. To judge the people of God. And and even Solomon used the wisdom of God in his judgment when he was judging until he changed his ways. There are set thrones of judgment. Lift that word up. There's the set throne of judgment right there. Thrones of judgment. Everything that's judgeable in that is, is in that book. It's in there. And God has set the judgment in the Word of God. And we are to judge it by that, not by man's theory, not by popular opinion or uh, 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 popular consensus. We're not to judge anything by man or, or anything other than that. That's it. That is the judgment right there. Praise God. There are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Didn't Jesus come from David? Yes, he did. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Everybody understand that? Praise God. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity 
within thy houses are palaces, are churches. You see, this doesn't mean royal palaces. This has to do with your houses or your dwelling places or where we come together to dwell. You see, praise God. Peace be within thy walls. For my brethren and companion's sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Praise God. David understood. He understood. He was happy when they said, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise God. Now, David was going to that place of rest. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, brother. Give me uh, Psalms 118, 24. What? No, 104 we started out with. Enter into his gates. I just I just announced it when we was coming in the door. Amen. Okay. Uh, now, okay. I don't know. I know y'all never heard this scripture before ever. This is a new one. Make sure you underline it or write it down. Sister Rosie, could she possibly quote this? Can you quote this? Okay, go ahead. Amen. Praise God. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. This is the day of the Lord. Praise God. Church, we don't, we don't miss church. We never miss church. Why? What's it say in Hebrews 10.25? Come on. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. How many times have you been exhorted in this church? How many times have you come in here downtrodden, are feeling defeated, and you left feeling better than you came. You left encouraged. Amen. Or the Lord ministered to you in some kind of way and helped you to see that God's got this. Amen. And you were encouraged. Or maybe you were just downtrodden at home. Or maybe you were feeling kind of blue or just feeling down. Or maybe there's things going on and coming against you or whatever. And, and man, you, you, you know, you reached out or you heard somebody that the Lord had ministered to you through a text or ministered to you on the phone or, or, or somebody said something that would encourage you and you could see God in that and God encouraged you through something like that. Amen. And you were exhorted, praise God, by the family of God, the people of God, and therefore the Word of God as well. Amen. Exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Church, why? Why does it say this? Because as we get closer, things are going to get tougher. Things are going to get harder. And we need the family. We need to stick together. And we need to keep each other encouraged. We can make it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Come on, man. We can do it. Together we can do it. Praise God. God's got it. God's got it. Amen. It's going to be easily... People are going to be easily dissuaded in the last days easily discouraged and if it can't if bible says if the days weren't shortened even the very elect would not make it but for the very elect's sake the days have been shortened because it's going to be that bad what does that say 
Stop and think about that a minute. Here, let me help, let me help wrap your mind around how bad things are going to get. I don't know what all's coming. But I know it's worse than anything that happened during the Fox's Book of the Martyrs. It's worse than anything happened like that, evidently by a long shot. How can that be? What makes you say that? Because the Bible said if the days were not shortened, not one person would make it. All those millions of people that were burned alive, skinned alive, rolled in glass, literally brought to, to death's door and then nursed back to hell so they could do it all over again, time and time and time again. Millions and millions and millions of people. They made it. They endured to the end. But the Bible says what's coming for us, no one would make it. Not one person would make it. What does that say? Yeah. You've got to try to put it in context. It's hard to do because we've never heard or even seen or thought, especially in this country. Okay, come on, brother. Isaiah 58, 13, we know this well. Bible tells us, If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, and do thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, call the Sabbath a delight, call the Sabbath a delight. Amen. The holy of the Lord, praise God. Church, Is the Sabbath a delight? Do you know how many people look at church like a chore? Especially men. The only reason they go to church is to satisfy the wife. That's the only reason. It's the only reason, because if your wife has a, a, you know, wants you to go to church and you don't, it's going to run more than your Sunday, bro. Yeah. They know how to run your life. Yes. Yeah. Well, not even a nagging woman. They just cut you off. And you're single. With a ring. That's basically what it amounts to. Oh, you're single. But you're still married. It's kind of like you outside when you inside. No, 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 it's not. It's not at all like that. It's you married, but not really. <laughs> so they go just to, just to shut the nagging wife up or to shut the... You know, or to, uh, you know, to make things peaceful at home so that maybe, hopefully, maybe if they, you know, dot all their I's, cross all their T's, and, and, and walk on the eggshells, and, the, you know, and they're on their P's and Q's, that hopefully, maybe if there's by some possible way, yeah, yeah, the wife may, okay, little child, come along, yeah. The holy of the Lord, honorable and shalt honor Him, not doing thine own ways. You know what it's saying right there by not doing thine own ways? You know what it's saying right there? God knows what your flesh wants. 
God knows your flesh wants to spend Sunday with you. God knows the flesh of man wants to spend time with himself, time with his joy, things he wants to do. See, people want to spend time doing what they want to do, but the Lord said, hey, no, I can't let you go a week without me because you'll forget who I even am. Next week, you want Jesus who? Next week, the blessing I just gave you, next week that will already set up shop. And you'll be building you something new and fancy and all that, talking about how great you are, and, and you'll die from Misa Gudioma. Honor him and shout, honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure. Well, that don't mean you can't have any pleasures in life. But not on that day. The Sabbath is his. It's his holy day. My holy day. He's going to have his day. His day is not two or three hours. His day is his day. You see? Okay. Now, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Hey, we're, we're not to be just, you know, we're not to be just uh, 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 talking about all, all kind of crazy stuff. He really said we really just need to be talking about him. Sometimes we're all guilty about this because we, you know, we're a family, but... But, you know, we've got to be careful sometimes what we do and how, and how we see this stuff. God takes this stuff very literally. Okay? He said, then. Everybody say, then. Shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. Then he'll see that you truly delight yourself in him. Amen. When you put everything else aside, make Sunday or make that one day his day, and you honor him in that day, and you give Him credit where credit is due. You give Him the glory for everything that happened from the last day, His day, to this day. Ever All the things that happened, amen, were, uh, were of God, and He deserves the glory and the praise and the honor. When you do that, He said, Then I'll cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. Praise God. This is what church is about. Praise God. Come on, brother. Now, let me tell you something, church. The Bible says here, we know the Scripture well, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus, don't miss church. When we gather together, what does that mean? A lot of people like to think that it's just talking about everywhere. But this is also talking about churches. You know, there's a lot of home churches back in that time. There was a lot of house churches back in that time because people didn't have money in big buildings and big temples and people lived out far from the temple. Well, you couldn't just, you couldn't just, we didn't have cars to go riding around in, things like that. And a lot of people never had a horse or a camel or anything in their life. I mean, they were just they were just common folks, man. They didn't have stuff like that. If somebody had two or three sheep or something like that, boy, they were doing real good, you know. But uh, he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, that means they're gathered together for that purpose. Amen. That was a church. That was a church. Wherever you were gathered together for that purpose, to gather together in his name. Amen. Gather you come together for Jesus. Praise God. Gather together. My, there am I in the midst of them. Praise God. 
not just a coming together, two or three people passing on the road or wherever. I mean, they, they literally came together. They were gathered together. Even two or three. There he was in the midst of them. Amen. All right, brother, come on. Now, let me tell you something, church. Something, this is very true. I've seen it many, many times in my life. So have you. You can be at church and not in church. And you say, amen. amen. Have you seen it? Many times. And to a pastor, a real pastor, that's really, I think that's probably the most frustrating thing to me. That's probably the biggest slap in the face that you could possibly give a pastor is to just be there, but you're really not there. You're just going through the motions trying to please somebody, but it's not me and it's not you because you're certainly not happy to be there. You're just going through the motions and whatever the situation. But here's the deal. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. If you no longer treasure the house of God, you need to stay home or go where it is you treasure. Because if your heart ain't in it, neither's God. If your heart ain't in it, God's not in it either. You're just lying to yourself. And I have seen through the years many, many people come into this church through the years, Tennessee all the way to here and, and, and all the way through. I've seen through the years many, many people that came here and they didn't want to be here. And you could tell once they've checked out or lost their, lost their zeal, lost their flavor for it, you could tell. And then, from then on, it was just biding their time until they could find a, an escape route. But we need to continually light that fire, reignite that fire. Amen. It's up to us to keep that fire alive. It's up to us to keep that zeal, that fire going, that zest for God. Amen. Listen, <clears throat> Uh, 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 commitment and all those things don't just happen. It's a forced issue. You have to get your flesh under control, and you have to continually encourage yourself, praise God, to be excited about the Lord. Amen. It's time to have a pepper out at the house, and you got to have a pepper out at the house. Praise God. Maybe you need to get alone and have a personal pepper out there. Praise God. Amen. Encourage yourself like David did. He talked to himself. That's what he was doing, man. When he said, uh, he said, man, you know, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That was David encouraging himself. Bless the Lord. Soul, bless him. Everything that's in me, bless his holy name. Praise God. David didn't have great days every day of his life. But he learned how to press through. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. If somebody's sitting here and their heart ain't in it, they're somewhere else. Man, what, 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 why are you torturing yourself? Ain't no good coming from it. You know. you got to treasure this. Remember, calling, calling the Sabbath a delight. Not just calling it. It ain't all my Sabbath. Oh, yeah, it's Sabbath. It's a delight. <sighs> you know. When you can truly, out of your heart, call the Sabbath a delight, a joy. Amen. That's what God's talking about. Okay, brother, come on.
Now, do you love church or, or is it a chore? Here, the Bible tells us that we need to glorify God in these bodies, which are the temple of the Lord. Amen. We need to glorify Him in this body. How do we glorify God in our bodies? He said, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them a member of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? You can't be doing stuff like that with the Holy Ghost in you. The Holy Ghost don't do that. You can't make the Holy Ghost a whore. The Holy Ghost ain't going to do that. The Holy Ghost will leave. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in us. Which we have of God and Here's the, here's the kicker of it all. Ye are not your own. Ye are not your own. It ain't up to you. Sister Terry, it ain't up to you what you do. Who's it up to? And how do you find out what you're going to do next? The Bible tells me so. Amen. Awesome. Praise God. That's how you find out. You know, you open that book and it says, Your mission, should you choose to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of it, after you get all that, and it says, now, remember, the guy next to you is going to self-destruct in five seconds. Because <laughs> you know the word ain't. Amen. <clears throat> you are not your own. Praise God. For you are bought with a price. What was that price? That's right. Jesus purchased you at Calvary. He paid for you, and He's made you into a temple. Amen. You know, His temple, His temple's covered with the Word of God. His temple is full of the Word of God. Amen. There shouldn't be nothing in that temple but God. There's no room for God and mammon. There's no room for God in anything else. The temple of God should be filled with God. Hence the word, or hence the phrase, temple of God. Amen. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, because of that, glorify God. Bring glory to God. In everything that you do, glorify God in your body Everything that you do in your body needs to bring glory and honor to God. 
so that when they see you and your body and everything you do in your body, God is glorified through it. Because they see that there's something different about you. And whatever you do, stay away from places like Specs Liquor and places like that. Bars and stuff, don't hang out with a cartel. And glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. All of it belongs to the Lord. All right, brother. Know ye not that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, uh-oh. Boy, they got to tear this page out. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. See that? You think God means that? You think He's serious about that? Okay, brother. What? Yes. The Lord doesn't miss church. Where's the Lord on church days? He's in the house of God, where His people are, where they gather together in His name. Amen. He's in the midst of them. How many of you felt the Lord in this house? Oh, yeah. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house, which thou hast built to put my name there forever. And mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. This is talking about the temple of God. Amen. All right. Next. And unto his son will I give one tribe that David my servant may have a light all the way before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen me to put my name there. Praise God. All right. Come on, brother. The Bible tells us that the glory of the Lord filled the house. Praise God. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. Amen. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Heman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Man, that's what I'm after. That's what I'm after, praise God. When you can't even preach for the glory of the Lord, praise God. Man, that's a good day. That's a good day. 
Oh, yeah. Praise God. You better believe it. They were serious about it, man. That's why the glory of the Lord filled the house. You know why the power of God moved like he did in the Bible? Because they moved like they did in the Bible. They did everything the Word told them to do. Their whole life was about God. Even in that land today, if you can get people that are Muslims to turn to Jesus, buddy, they can teach you something about how to serve God. Them people are serious over there about what they believe. Buddy, when they believe it, they believe it. And when you come in their land with marijuana, you're dead. You're going to die. They don't allow that. Trafficking, they don't allow that. Alcohol, in a lot of them countries, they'll kill you. They catch you with alcohol. Now, a lot of that stuff's lightened up now and compared to what it used to be. But, buddy, I'm going to tell you what, there's a serious bunch of outlying tribes that, man, you're dead. You get caught with some of that mess around there, no way, man. They're not going to let that land be infected with the, with the West. They're not going to let Western culture, even China, this thing that they just stopped, that uh, 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 Trump just banned, this exchange program stuff, people going back and forth to China and them coming here and stuff, these students and all that kind of stuff. They, they let our people go over there. And they send their people over here, and they let our people come over there on an exchange program and all that, but they won't let you have access to their people. They'll let you have access to a few, you know, dignitaries and things like that. But they're not just going to let Western people and Western culture mingle among their people because they don't want you influencing their people. That is a dictatorship, and they, they're not at all about any kind of democracy. They don't want any kind of democracy in their land. They are rulers, and they rule, they rule with an iron fist, and they do not want any of this nonsense as this country's just gone off the chain. They don't want this mess over there, see? And they will surely kill you for a Bible, a King James Bible, and trying to hold a church like this, they'd kill everybody in this church. You'd be in prison the rest of your life. <clears throat> there ain't no way in the world you'd get away with this <clears throat> in that land. <clears throat> <clears throat> Amen. Come on, brother. We know this well, Acts 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. And there were peering under them. Cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. Praise God. <clears throat> and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Praise God. This is the glory of the Lord in the house. This is the way it's supposed to be. Praise God. Amen. Come on, brother. The Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. It's all about coming together for the right reason in the right way. Praise God. Doing things by the book. Doing things by the book. Amen. God tells you how to please Him. He gives you lots of words that tells you how to really make Him happy, how to really light Him up, how to really get God excited. Humble yourself and exalt Him. Praise God, because He's worthy to be exalted. Everything you've ever had in your life that's worth having came from God. Amen. And praise God for the things that you had that wasn't worth uh, the, the whippings. Thank you, sister. <clears throat> the whippings that you've had in things. Praise God for that because what would have happened if you never got any whippings since you started this church? 
Anybody? You wouldn't be here. Yeah, you wouldn't be here. You'd be gone because it don't take devil much. He can multiply real quick. Man, I mean, he can multiply sin and things in your life, and it'll just be a wildfire burning out of control. Once, you know, once a firestorm happens, they know putting it out. You just get out of the way so you don't get burned down by it. You can try to go ahead of it and eliminate the fuel in front of it. But uh, <clears throat> a firestorm moves so fast, it's so hot, it creates its own fuel, creates its own weather. It, it makes everything it needs. It sucks in oxygen from everywhere, and it feeds itself, whatever it needs. It, a firestorm makes its own weather, and it feeds itself. Once that happens, you better move, and you better get out of the way of it, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy anything it comes in contact with. Now, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Okay, come on, brother. Now, here, we're going to take a look here where the Lord, the last scripture we looked at, that is the, the last scripture that we looked at. That's the result from Jesus not missing church. That's what happens when the Lord's at church. That's what happens from a result of God being in the house. His glory fills the house. And He is lifted up by His people. And He can pour Himself out upon His people. Now notice what it says here. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after them which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulder rejoicing. Praise God. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. You need to understand something here. Either what Now, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that in a second. But this is not just talking about on the earth. The Lord said he's not concerned with the ones that's already made it home. He's not concerned with that. What he's concerned with is the ones that's still here. There's people in heaven right now. But God is always amongst his people that are still living on this earth. They're home. So he leaves the 99 and comes in search of one that's still lost, that hadn't made it yet. Let me tell you something. Don't color yourself in that gate till you get in that gate. If you think the devil can't throw you right now, son, he can do it. More people have uh, in churches have lost their lives at the finish line. Served God for 40 years, 50 years, and at the last minute, they let down their guard. That's all it takes. The devil's standing at that finish line. If you think he's going to quit the last mile, oh, my goodness, that's where, buddy, every resource he has is going to be right then because it's for all the marbles, and he knows that's his last chance when he sees that coming home, buddy. If he sees weakness in you, Guess who he's going to come for? If he sees a door in, guess who he's going to come to? If he sees you getting weary, if he sees you starting to faint, guess who he's going to focus his attention on? See, what happens is, especially 
You know, if you see somebody, how many of you know the devil's always going to come to the weakest link? Whoever's the weakest link in your immediate situation, that's who the devil's going to try to come against. Because through the weakest link, he can pull out the strongest link sometimes. Depending on who the weakest link is and strongest link is. See what I mean? So he don't care how he does it, just as long as he gets the job done. So when he sees a door in, but you got to keep them windows and doors sealed because if he sees a way in, he's coming in. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, if not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently, she find it. How many of you ever lost something? You might have a pocket full of hundred dollar bills, but you drop a tens, and when you know you had ten more dollars, them hundred dollars don't mean as much without that ten to go with them. You know you fix and tear stuff up. Start looking for that ten dollars. You know you fix and find it, yeah, because you know you had one, see, until she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. I would never do that. Because then they're going to say, Hey, spot me a ten. <laughs> spot me a piece of silver, will you? Oh, you got ten pieces of silver? What? You don't say. Yeah, my goodness. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Praise God. Amen. All right, brother. Amen. Now, Circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandments of God. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it, rather. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's free man. Church, it don't matter what you're called to do. Don't be discouraged by what you're called to do. If you're called to be a a layman or a laywoman in the church, if you're called to be, a, uh, if you're called to, to, to clean the altars or called to do anything in the church, praise the Lord for it. Amen. Listen, you may see yourself as, uh, you know, something less than, 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 uh, than what you think you ought to be, but God said, hey, if you're called to be a servant, a servant in the kingdom of God is the Lord's free man. God's not a respecter of person. We all are we all are servants. The man in the pulpit has got more to answer for than you do. Praise God for that. Praise God if you don't have to answer <clears throat> as much as I would have to answer. Praise God. Do, do the best you can with what you're doing. 
as a, a, a brother-in-law told me one time, the closer you get to the top, the closer you are to the door. It's a fact. When he was just a route driver at Coke, if he wrecked a truck, big deal. You cost him a truck and some Coke. I call him a little product. But, uh, and they'll know Mike Thompson in Conroe. I guarantee you they know Mike Thompson in Conroe. He went on to be the vice president of Coke in Houston. But he was there for a long time. Mike Thompson was. He used to be my brother-in-law. But, uh, man, when he started making six and seven figures, you know, I told him, I said, well, man, I'm proud of you. It's good to see you. Really doing good. He said, well, <laughs> he said, man, he said, you just, he said, the, the closer you get to the top, the closer you are to the door. He said, when you get in a position where you're, where you're making big money, he said, one mistake, you're gone. Because one mistake costs millions. And there ain't no coming back from that. You're out, you know. Well, that's what, that's what you need to understand in this. When God calls us to this, you're not just status quo Christians. That's over with. And you can tell that by the many sacrifices that each of you have made. But let me tell you why God loves you and blesses you so much. It's because you didn't do them grudgingly. You did it joyfully. Even if it's something you didn't like or don't want to do, you've done it and said, you know what, God, it is what it is. I belong to you, and I thank you, Lord, for helping me. And you know why? You know what happens then? Then you know it. At over 60 years old, you got you a house. A single woman. People don't do that. People don't do that. A woman doesn't even have a job. Has her own house. It's paid for. That don't happen. That don't happen. Are you kidding me? Amen. Another single woman with a child. Praise God. Not only has a decent job. Yeah, only one job. And, yeah, and she has a brand new house. Praise God. And she's right next to other people in the house of God, in the church of God, and they keep each other encouraged. And, and it's, just a, it's just a joyful thing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Single man, praise God. God sees that he gets everything he needs. Amen. And it's getting better every day. Praise God. See what see the blessings of God. See how much your life has been blessed since you followed this path. See how many times that God's blessed you. Praise God. Put you right across the street. I mean, if he's any closer, you'd be inside the gate. You'd never leave the house. Amen. You'd be right here. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. See? Drug her mall away from Conroe and said, no, you ain't. You're coming over here. Praise God. Now, she's right here by the church, too. Praise the Lord. Yeah, got her own place. It's all hers. I mean, there she is. Mount, yeah, pet mountain lion. Yep. <clears throat> amen. Praise God. And praise God, uh, our, our our farmers. Amen. And, you know, now they have a farm. It was a house. Now it's a farm. Amen. They have a farm. And praise God. Praise God. We have, uh, we have also uh, 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 our other farmers over here. Amen. Who also have a kennel and, uh, and, and a, a rescue place for... All the dogs and cats in, in all of Grimes County and all of, all of, uh, all of, uh, yeah, Montgomery County. Just come one, come all. Bring your dogs and cats and let's have a big time. Amen. And, you know, listen, Brother Gabriel even got him a tractor so he can push trees down and everything, make room for more kennels. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. 
Likewise also he that is called, being free, is Christ's servant. See, no matter what, we work for God. That's the bottom line. It's that simple. You're bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. What does that mean? What? Well, that's that's kind of a good scripture to put in there, but that's not really what it's talking about here. It says, not, be not the servants of men. So, that will also apply there, because that always applies to us. In other words, that will always apply. We always do everything like unto God. But here, in this particular context, it's talking about not being the servants of men. So, in other words, we don't follow men's will or, or the things that men do. We don't follow... Man, we don't serve man's agenda. In other words, when they say, well, this is what you're going to do. This went, no, no, as long as it doesn't go against that Bible, that's fine. That's right. It's better to obey God than man. Amen. So uh, we, we obey God. So he says, brethren, let every man, we're not to be servants of men. We don't serve man's agenda nor his will. What we serve is God's word. Praise God. That's it. Okay, brethren, let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. Listen, church, you can't say, well, it's not fair. So-and-so is doing so-and-so, and I want that job. No, it don't matter what you want. God said, look, whatever it is you're called to do, be the best at that you can possibly be, and be happy with where God has put you. Be glad you're in the body because when the body goes in, honey, you going in with it. What does it matter whether you're on top or the bottom? I don't care if I'm a big toe. Let me in the gate. Praise God. I'm going to be a singing big toe. I'm going to be singing inside the gate. And a big toe ain't getting no bills from no postman. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There'll be no mailman in heaven. Mailman can't make heaven. I will crack him in the head with that pearl gate. As soon as he tried to come in, I'm just, bam! Oh, did I do that? He fell all the way down. There ain't going to be no mailbox in my house, I'll tell you right now. No, no. No mailbox in my house. Uh-uh. Praise God. All right, come on, brother. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. You know what? The devil never misses church. He never misses church. The devil's always... Trying to get in the house of God. He rides in with you sometime. I've caught him in here with Sister Erica a bunch of times. Caught him in here with her too. The Lucifer sisters. <laughs> from, time, from time to time. Oh yeah. Come in here. Just look back at him and you can see. You can see that look. Go ahead, say one word. I'll throw this chair up and crack you right in the head with it. Go ahead. You know, call on me. Come on. I dare you to call on me. You know, well, you know I'm going to do it. 
Because if I see something like that, I'm coming for you. You're the first one I'm going to call on and the one I'm going to call on all day until you get out of that mood. But you know what? The devil puts you in that mood. The devil will come and put you in them moods. And he will come in there and stir up some, or maybe you've had, maybe you had some intense fellowship with somebody. Maybe you had some, somebody, or something upset you that you heard or saw. And then, you let, and then it just, you know, anything, anything like that that happens whenever you get mad about something. If you have time, okay, sisters, break it up over there. <laughs> get her phone number. Call her later. Okay, now. So, yeah. Hey, what? Yeah. So, yeah. You don't have to come outside. I just opened the window. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, if the devil can come in and sow anything in you, he comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to quench your spirit. He comes to steal your train of thought. He comes to destroy your joy. He comes to destroy your connection. You gotta be careful because as much teaching that we go through here, as much, as much as we dig into the Word, we go through a lot of Bible. I was looking here. Oh, you still got that pile right there? Let me show you. Some of these scriptures have 200 scriptures. I don't know. They got a bunch. How many weeks is that? You see all these right here? All these papers and all these scriptures? Yeah. You see all these right here? Ten. I think there's almost a hundred on that one, on that one little piece of paper, this little piece right here. We go through a lot of Scripture in this church. And we take our time going through it. But here's the deal. Church, that's why you know so much. Because all of it ties together with itself. It all works together. It's one great big story. It's one great big instruction manual. And you learn to think like God. This teaches you to have the mind of Christ. Let the mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And your mind is being constructed. It's being built like God's mind. And you begin to think like God. You begin to think in Bible, praise God. You don't even have to, you don't even have to try to answer somebody in Bible. It comes out that way because it's ingrained in you. But you have to be careful because that devil will come and try to distract you with anything. Maybe you're not feeling good that day, or maybe you've had a, a, a an argument that day, or maybe you're worried about something, or finances, or anything that he can use. He, it can be the size of a grain of salt. And he will pull out the biggest, thickest magnifying glass you have ever seen in your life. And when he puts his magnifying glass on it, it becomes Mount Everest. It's unclimbable, unsurpassable. You're dead. You're just waiting to be buried. I mean, it's no possible way you can get through it. He makes it look so big, and he'll blow any little thing a little bit. Well, 
you know, that kind of upset me. And by the time he gets through with his magnifying glass, you're ready to scratch somebody's eyes out, kill them, and bury them in the backyard. And that's the way the devil does. And all he's got to do is just steal your attention for just a few minutes. Because if you, if you leave here for just a few minutes in your mind, you have lost a lot of Bible. If you miss a few minutes in this service, you've lost a lot of Word. Especially when we're dug in like a tick, going through lots and lots of Scriptures. Well, if you miss a part of that, look at what all you've missed. Every part in that last sermon series that we just went through, I think every part was pretty important, don't you? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, praise the Lord. So, we have to continually guard against that mess. We have to guard against the enemy who is constantly trying to disrupt your thinking and to steal your attention. To kill that spirit that's trying to rise up in you, praise God, and to destroy either your train of thought or to destroy your solid walk with God any way you can. Any way you can. Okay, brother, come on. Amen. Now, here the Bible says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. Praise God. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean, he walketh through dry places? Seeking rest and findeth none. First of all, when the devil's gone out of a man, he don't just go out of a man. The devil don't just go out of a man. There ain't but one way a devil's going to ever leave a man. If the devil has residency in you, he ain't getting up and leaving. He's got you. He ain't about to leave. If the devil's gone out of a man... It's because the Spirit of God, which is the only thing that can put him on the run, put him out. So when he's gone out, he's walking through dry places seeking a place to rest. He's seeking rest. He's, he's looking for another place to set up shop. He's looking for a place where he can move back in, another place to possess and take, take residency. And if, and if he finds none, what's he, what's he looking for in a dry place? What does it mean, dry places? That's right. Well, the Bible says that we would become as rivers of living water. Amen. We become a spring of water welling up inside of us. Amen. We will be like a water garden. We're fixing to look at that here in just a second. But see, when you, when you quit following the will of God, you quit seeking God with all your heart, all your mind, and seeking Him diligently. Amen. When you quit seeking Him diligently, then you will not find Him. And if you do not feed the Spirit of God in you, the Spirit of God will leave you. You have to be exercised continually by the Word of God. And the Spirit of God must be fed 
in you all the time. And if you quit feeding the Spirit of God, God will leave. But you know, when He got in there, the first thing He did was clean you up. See, you're clean vessels. In the Bible, what did the Bible say? Now ye are clean. What? I'm going to help me out. Help a brother out. Now ye are clean. I know, but now you're thinking that because I just said it. Oh, no. No, now you're clean. <laughs> but it's exactly this, what you said, but not the script. Now you're clean through the Word. Praise God. Okay, so, but, so you, you are. The things that ye, the things that you are clean, you clean through the Word. Why? The Word has cleaned you up. The Word has given you instruction on what to do, what not to do, things to let go of, things to grab onto. Amen. Now you are clean through the Word. Praise God. Brother, get that Scripture. Pull that up. Walking through dry places, seeking place to rest. We'll come back to this in just a second. Now you are clean through the Word. Praise God. Through the Word which I have spoken unto you. Okay, so do you understand that? Okay, sisters, John fifteen three. Now, you're clean through the Word which I've spoken unto you. Okay, so that's what, do you know that's what happened to you? Now you're clean through the Word which I have spoken unto you. Brother Gabriel, you think you'd make heaven tonight. You think you got a better chance today than you did when I met you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Praise God. Man, your life's changed a bunch, hasn't it? Yours too, hasn't it, sister? How about them youngins? Just a bit, huh? Aren't you proud of them? Aren't you proud of this whole family? Don't you know everybody looks at your family? Everybody in all your families. They may not, they may talk smack or they may, let me tell you what, man. You are the beacon of light in everyone's that you know. Everyone that knows you, you are the ones that they look to. You're the ones that are blessed. You're the ones that are never wavering. You're the ones that they know they can count on. They know where you're going to be on Sunday. It's not even a question anymore. There for a while, it's always touch and go because they think, well, oh, well, it's a fad. Oh, they found some cult. They won't be in that long. No way. No, Maribel ain't going to stay in that, I'll tell you right now. You know, but look at you now. And now it's like, man, they ain't, they ain't leaving there. Well, she'll come if I call her. She's not coming, period. You can forget it. No, they ain't going to be here. And that's good. It takes a while. Persistence pays off. Then they just leave you alone with it. And they say, well, you know what? I tried everything I know. There's no way to pull them out. They're in. They're not, man, I don't know what's in that church over there, but they love it. They must be drinking or doing drugs over there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Kool-Aid. You're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Praise God. So that's a wonderful thing. Okay, brother, take us back. Okay, so then saith he, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. So, when the devil goes back to the house he just came out of a short time ago, of course he foundeth it swept, empty, swept, and garnished. See, it shouldn't have been found empty. That's the problem. But he did find it swept and garnished. Why? Because God will never dwell in an empty house. 
So the first thing that happens when you start coming to church, you know, unlike everybody else out there says, they're, lie, they're, they're lying to themselves and they lie, they lie to everybody they see because it's a, it's a, it's a, a national consensus, a worldwide consensus at this point. They're all in agreement that you just, that God just, anything goes. His grace, His mercy endureth forever. Grace, grace, grace. You know, it's all about grace and mercy and love and smoochy, smoochy, all that stuff. But the first thing that has to happen is we just looked in this big series we just went through. That ain't the way it works, honey. When the first thing happens is you start cleaning yourself when you come in the house of God. I mean, it's time to get busy. Because if you're going to stay in the house of God, you're going to get busy. Praise God. Amen. And so he said, I, he said, I'll return to my house whence I came out. When he come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. The empty is the problem. You should always find it swept and garnished. But the empty, there's the problem right there. Because when he found it empty, guess what's fixing to happen? Man, he's fixing to move into a nice clean house. He can back his trucks up and put all kind of wickedness and filth in it. And let me tell you something. His moving truck will be there right then. He ain't going to wait. He's going to come in and pile your life full of stuff. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. See what the danger is? And you letting the devil back into your house, into your life. Not only... Is he coming back? But he's bringing seven more with him, worse than himself. <laughs> and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine having seven worse spirits in you? than what you had when God first delivered you from all the mess you had yourself involved with? Seven more spirits worse than that in you? And them moving in and dwelling there? And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. See that? All right, come on, brother. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to another one. That's just a repeat of that same scripture just in, in Luke. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking. You're in his sights. You're the target. He's after you. You gotta be vigilant. You gotta be sober. Have your wits about you. Amen. And watch very carefully. Next. The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. But you see, what happens is if you don't keep these if you don't keep His commandments and, and diligently seek Him and continually feed the Spirit of God in you, if you, give, if you start giving in to not wanting to be in the house of God, not wanting to study and meditate in the Word of God, not wanting to pray, not fasting and doing all those things, and you start 
you start letting your guard down, the next thing you know, you become a dry place. And that's what the devil's looking for. He walketh through dry places, seeking a place to rest. He goes through a lot of dry places because most of the dry places have some of him already there. But he's looking for a place to rest. He don't need to, he's not going to find any rest in a place he's already got. He owns that. But he's looking for dry places that he does not already possess so that he can find a place for himself to dwell. Now, that's what happens. As long as you're in the Lord, shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Come on, brother. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. See, he's saying, Blessed is he that eateth in the kingdom of heaven. See, the kingdom of God. And that's when God said, Hey, he started telling him about the church. This is eating in the kingdom of God right here. This is eating in the kingdom of God. And blessed is he that does just that. This is what the Lord was telling him. But he was speaking to him in a parable. See? This is what God was talking about. So many people miss this. They think it's all in heaven. And sent his servants several times saying to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must needs to go see it. I pray that you have me excused. What person? How could they think this would even remotely be talking about heaven? You'd have to be out of your ever-loving mind. You're a lunatic. You tell me the angels of God came down from heaven and said, Hey, heaven's ready. It's time to go. Oh, listen, man. I, you know, I just... I just got me this woman over here, and I got to go smooch on her a while. Have me excused. Oh, yeah, okay. You want me to tell God you don't want to come to heaven? Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I got me some oxen, and I need to go prove them. Are you out of your mind? What? They don't see this. They don't see that part. Can you see that part? How could they be possibly be talking about heaven. You've never heard that before because nobody on earth has ever preached this message but me. I've never heard this preached by anybody. I'm right. Can you see it? You know why you can see it? Because God turned that key and opened your understanding. And now you understand it. There's no possible way it could mean that. There's not anybody in this life... Satan or anyone that would turn this down. All's now ready. Come. Are you? Boom. Bye. Love you. See you. Hey, if you get one call, honey, I'm going home. Now, if I knew I could make it and still make it later, well, of course I'd stay with you. But if God comes for me, I know me, I'm going home. Because I ain't taking no chance of ten years down the road. Somebody tortured me and I'm not able to make it. You know, I ain't taking no chance. If God calls me one time, I'm in. God, come on, let's go. I'm with you. Amen. I'm taking her with me. Come on. 
right. And they all said, we want a cord. We heard that part. Okay, I pray that you have me excused. It's just ridiculous how they don't see that. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I I go to prove them. I pray that you have me excused. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give up my only chance to make heaven to go uh, uh, a plowing with some oxen. Five yoke of oxen. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I got to stay in work. I got to stay in work. I don't want to go. Who wouldn't want to go to heaven? Are you kidding me? Church? Oh, no, I can't go. No, I can't go. I mean, uh, a yoke of oxen. Yeah, that's what I meant to say was yoke of oxen. Yeah. I just got me a fishing pole and a gun. I mean, a yoke of oxen. I mean, I just got a, a, yeah. Yeah. Right. And another said, I have married a wife. Get rid of that woman. I mean, let that woman go right now, Jack. If the first thing your wife does is keep you out of heaven, get rid of that whore. Right now, put her on the road, buddy. Put her on the road today. And therefore, I cannot come. If you marry a woman that tells you you can't go to church, you better look for an annulment somewhere. You need to leave Vegas and get back home where you belong. Because you have to have been in Vegas for that to happen like that. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly in the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. What is that? What is that representative of? You know what that is? You know what this is all talking about? This is talking about the Jews. And then it's talking about the, talking about the Gentiles. Look here. It's all the Gentiles. See? Even the worst of the Gentiles bring them in. The ones that were called the elect, and even the elect of the of the people of God, even the elect of the Gentiles, that are also the elect. It's talking about the elite, and then it says in here in just a minute, it says, None of those which were bidden <clears throat> shall taste of my supper. So those that were bidden. So he said, Go and go and get them out of everywhere. The halt, the blind, the maimed, the poor. Is that it? Okay. So so that there's, so that there's people at his table. So he said, "Yeah, you go get whoever will come, and fill this table. Fill this table with somebody to listen to it. You know what? Look at yourself. Look at this around you right now. This right here is a prime example of how people don't want to be in the house of God. We've had enough people in this building since since I built this building. We've had enough people in here to fill this thing two or three times. They'd be standing around around the room here." But they didn't want it. They began to make excuses. Well, I got this, you know, I got that. I don't really believe you have to do all that. And Yeah, where are they today? None of those people are in church today. Do you know that? They're not in church. Where are they at? 